Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. So some of you guys know that I'm a teacher in the district. I teach in Longmont. And this last year, I moved to early childhood special education. And the fall was just a crazy whirlwind because I for whatever reason, got really stacked with some pretty extreme behaviors in my classes. And I was calling the safety team on a regular basis to have kids escorted. They were biting me, kicking me, throwing chairs across the room, flipping over tables, um, just really intense stuff going on in my classroom. And I was asking for support and help, but really hadn't seen breakthrough. And I was exhausted. And I called my mom before I came to church last week and just said, I'm thinking about going to part-time. I'm totally burnt out. I'm totally at the end of myself. And I have nothing else left to give. And um, just was empty. And the, one of the first things that Walt said in the message was, corporately, we're finding ourselves at the end of ourselves, and God's going to start there. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to buy into that somewhere, but it's not my experience right now. And um, so I called my mom again and said, I need some ministry. So I went over to her house, and the premise of what I landed in was, God, I will fight a battle that I feel like I can win, but I'm losing right now. This one is not moving. And he said, that's your problem. You still think you're fighting for victory. You're not fighting from it. And that very statement is where you're off. You don't recognize what you, what you have already obtained in the spirit and victory and what I did on the cross. So for about 15 minutes, he's downloading the cross. Like, it was finished. It's finished. I did it. There's victory here. And wherever you're not in it, in your experience, it's just where you haven't known it. Because once you start to know it, you will appropriate it into your circumstances. It doesn't go the other way around. So I felt my spirit kind of put their my, its little fist down. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm just holding something. And I don't know what that's going to look like tomorrow when a kid comes in and wants to kick me in the shins. But... It's going to happen. So right away on Monday, I have a person from the district come in who hasn't been in my classroom all year to observe. She's like, you need a third person. Boom. I get a third person in my classroom, a third adult. On Wednesday, another person from the district comes in who's a behavior person. He sends me an email of like, do these five things, and I give you permission to do them. So put them into smaller groups. Um, here's a great behavior plan for this particular kid. Gives me all this permission that my administration wouldn't give me, but he's like standing here like, this is what she needs, let her do it. And so on Friday, I implement all these different things, and I go from having to call the safety team like 10 times to not at all. And um, it's, it's insane, the 180 that happened. I had a kid who had not made it through an entire class period. We consistently had to call his mom to take him home. He was in my room for the entire time. On Wednesday, he made it through 15 minutes. So wherever I got this revelation, it created the breakthrough to move it into my circumstances. And those of you who've been in this know, it's night and day. Um, so now I'm just operating in this place from victory, not for it. And it's, I mean, it's an experiential paradigm shift for me. And um, you're going to hear Walt's message. It's just like, we've got to get this. We've got to get it. You were getting a download. 
from the Spirit of God telling you you're not having to fight for something. Yes. But you already have it yes. in Christ Jesus. Yes. So stand in that place. Yes. That you already have. Right. By faith. Right. In what Jesus has already done for you. Yes. Would you release that over us? Yes. This is a spiritual revelation. It goes beyond just what she just said, and there's something that happens in your spirit. That's what you yes. testified yeah. to. Happens in your spirit, and you become a different person in yeah. a sense. Uh, <laughs> it's so true. Of your, the paradigm, the yes. way you see, the way you see things, the way you approach things. Uh, it's different because when we get this. When we move into our spheres of influence, we are going to be moving in such an offensive, not defensive way. And I'm not going to be at the end of myself and the next thing he gives me. And in these assignments, it's like I'm starting from somewhere, not going towards it. (laughs) I'm starting there and bringing it to here. This is where the Lord is is, uh, leading us as a church right now. This is a path we're on. And we're going to talk about in a little bit about being overcomers. We're on this path of who we are in Christ Jesus and living from a different paradigm, living from a different place. I'm going to talk about in just a minute about rather than being overwhelmed, mm-hmm. we're overcomers. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Now, so as she shared this testimony, some of you are processing. That's why I'm giving you time. <laughs> processing this right now. And she's going like, I don't think I got that. I don't think I have that. But I would like that. I'd like to have that. I'd like to live. I'd like to have that spiritual revelation that changes the way I think, the way I approach things, the way you pray, what happens. It changes your circumstances then ultimately. Right, because nothing was moving. Nothing when was I, moving I didn't do anything different. But afterwards. But on Monday, moved. boom. That's her testimony. <laughs> now, oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, you know how we are in this house. We're a family in, in the living room here together. This is just how we are. We're not doing church. We are the church. We're, and, but God is moving us. And, and you, you can, this is a next step for some mm-hmm. of us. I'm not saying this is for everybody, but for some of you, you're sitting right here going, I would, like, I would like that to be my experience too. If that's you, stand up right now. Okay, Sarah. Okay. The Bible says to be instant in season. So... Just going to ask you to go right ahead, and what the Lord has imparted to you, I'm going to ask you, by faith, to impart it to those of us that are standing right now. Just impart it. Lord, I thank you that this is revelation of the cross. I thank you that people right now are gaining an understanding of what actually took place on the cross in a way that they never have before. And I thank you that that's corporate. I thank you that this church is going to start to have revelation of what moved on our behalf on the cross. And I thank you that in that place, the enemy is trembling. What we will move from corporately and individually when we know what we have already and start to bring it into our circumstances and into our families and into our spheres of influence, 
This is going to change our community, our state, and our world. So I thank you that this is just the beginning, and I thank you that this would happen in people's spirits. I thank you that wherever I knew this theologically, it downloaded and it moved into my spirit. So I'm praying the same thing, where people have known that somewhere but need to experience it. Would you move it in the spirit right now in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. You received that? Thank you, Sarah. Praise the Lord. All right. We, have, we want to pray just a little bit more. This is Veterans Day, and we want to thank the veterans for their service to our country. So if you are a vet, would you please stand? We want to recognize you. Who's, how many vets do we have here? All right. Okay. So about three of you that are around them, just walk up and shake their hand, thank them for serving, then I'm going to pray for them. Just thank them for serving. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right, this is wonderful. Thank you. Let's pray for them now. Father, it is an honor to serve others. And uh, that's modeled and shown to us uh, in what Jesus Christ did in serving us and laying down his life for us. I thank you for each one here, Lord, who has given service to our country. This, this wonderful country that you have given us. And we are grateful for our country and we're grateful for those who have served. And we ask you to bless them now. Just let the blessing of the Lord rest upon them. We pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, I want to include not just those in this room, but I want to pray for all those across our country. We know, we hear reports of some that seem to be struggling and they need more help. And there's issues. And Lord, we pray that the good news of Jesus Christ will come to them and strengthen them. And Lord, you'd turn around uh, hard situations and strengthen them. We ask a blessing on all the vets across our country, we pray now in Jesus' name. Do you agree with that? Amen. 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 Well, last week I wanted to uh, honor and thank Jason and Luke, for sharing the word while I was in Africa. And I got so excited talking about the moms with the blankets that I I forgot to do that. And I thought, I really want to do that. These guys, as I've listened, I listened to their, their messages, and these guys are just delivering the word of the Lord in such a beautiful way. So I just wanted to ask you to join me in thanking Jason and Luke for their leadership. They're preaching. I'll tell you, when I go to Africa and I teach pastors and I talk about what's going on in this church and what the Lord is doing, they are so envisioned and excited to do that themselves, to raise up younger leaders, 
you know, and to, and to release the presence of the Lord and to seek the presence of the Lord first. And it's just so exciting, you know, that the testimony of what the Lord is doing here uh, is, it's, gives, gives me a, um, an authenticity. When I speak, they know I'm talking uh, from an authentic place, not just a theory. And so what God is doing here among us is affecting people all over. And I, I just really thank you and thank you again for your prayers while I was gone. And, and um, this week I got to tell the blanket story a couple places, one in a, an attorney's office with all the people standing around. I got to tell them about how we got to pray for the moms and pay for their hospital bill and send them home. And, and uh, I, was, I felt just so uh, privileged and bold as a lion, you know, standing right there telling them about what God has done. And how good God is. <laughs> it, was, it was a great opportunity. Uh, this, this week, uh, I have uh, just a few minutes. I told Luke, uh, go ahead and take the time he needed. I thought the shorter that I speak, the better it is. So, <laughs> I thought somebody would yell a loud amen on that one there. <laughs> yeah. I remember telling a guy I was in ministry with one time, I said, that the more you're confident that you, you have a word that is an anointed word, the longer you can go. The less confident you are it's an anointed word, the shorter it should be. <laughs> okay, you have to... All right. Uh, what Sarah was talking about is the difference between being an overcomer and being overwhelmed. Does anybody, uh, don't raise your hand, but you identify with the overwhelmed thing, right? It seems like our culture promotes that. Uh, you know, e- even technology is helping us to be overwhelmed as much as possible. Is that not true? The news is helping us. Uh, you just turn on the news and it helps you to be overwhelmed. Just sit there and be overwhelmed. Not in a good way, but in a negative way. And as I told first service, do not saturate yourself in that stuff. It's not good for you. You know, saturate yourself, as we're going to see here, in worship, in the Lord. Listen to the news just long enough to know what you should be praying for. But don't take it in. I've talked to some people this week that took it in in terms of the outcome of the elections, and they were discouraged and everything. Well, we're going to address that in just a little bit. Overwhelmed versus being an overcomer. And Sarah has just released over us a prayer that we can be overcomers. And I want to show you in the Word how you can really activate this, of how you can be an overcomer. I know that there are a number of you sitting in this room that the circumstances of life have you overwhelmed? I know that even time pressure, time demand has you overwhelmed. There's more demand uh, than what you can meet. There's more expectation of what you should be doing than what you can do. And, and it puts you in an overwhelmed place all the time. I, I can talk about that authentically. What do you do about that? Is life supposed to be lived that way? 
I mean, is that, is that the way we're supposed to just survive and just get through this thing, you know? And, and so the Scripture is going to bring some real help to us right here as we turn to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, I'm going to go five, uh, 13 through 20. For some of you, this is very familiar, but the Lord, we're going to get to a place and we're going to release something here uh, before we're done. Verse 13, but all things become visible when they are, are exposed by light. For everything that becomes visible is light. What is this saying? This is saying that light overwhelms darkness. It, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it this way. Light overcomes darkness. Light overcomes darkness. So wherever there is darkness, it is overcome by light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, for Christ will shine on you. Scripture in Ephesians 2 says we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were overwhelmed by sin. But the light of Jesus has shone on us, and now we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. The light of Jesus in us will overcome the circumstances of life. So rather than us living in an overwhelmed place, when the light of Christ comes, we are overcomers of sin and death and the circumstances of life. Therefore, it's in Matthew 4.16, it says, the people who were sitting in darkness have seen a great light. Well, what does that mean? That means that the light of Christ has come to those who have sat in darkness. There's hopelessness, discouragement, uh, depression, fear, anxiety, overwhelmed. That's darkness. But Jesus has come to over, overcome that for us who are overwhelmed. He's come to reverse that and to... Deal with that. Now, verse 15. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. In other words, live from God's perspective. Live, wisdom is living life from God's perspective. And what this means is live life from this perspective that light, the light of Christ, will overcome the darkness that's assailing you. Be wise. Understand that. Live life from that perspective. Verse 16, making the most of your time because the days are evil. That that literally means, in the original language, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now let me say this. There has never been a time that the days are not evil. It started, uh, you know, when Cain, it, it started with Adam and Eve. And then Cain and Abel, and on and on and on. Joseph lived in in an evil time under an ungodly leader, and he still prospered. Jesus lived in a time when the Romans were oppressing the Jews. It was an evil time. But Jesus still rose from the grave and overcame. Paul, when he wrote to the Ephesians, it was... An evil time. He was imprisoned. He was thrown in jail. He was beat. You know, all these things that he said he endured. He was shipwrecked and so forth for the sake of the gospel. It was a difficult time for him, but he overcame. 
That's why he said grace to you. That was a message last week. Grace to you. Be strengthened in these difficult times. Be strengthened by the grace of God. Instead of being living life being constantly overwhelmed, you're to be overcomers. Live life from that perspective. Because light overcomes darkness. He said, no, so, so do not be foolish or unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And he's about to tell us what the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? The will of the Lord is this, verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. And that word means gluttonous indulgence. So when we are drunk with wine, he says, that is unwise. As a matter of fact, that's when you will say and do unwise things. So that's, that's gluttonous dissipation, indulgence, gluttonous indulgence. He said, don't be indulging in wine. That now, that's not saying that you can't have wine. It's saying don't be indulging in it. Food, drink, whatever it is. You know, moderation. I still love hearing those guys that were trying to preach that uh, wine did not ferment, or grape juice didn't ferment in Jesus' time. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> oh, when did that change? <laughs> well, it did during the time of Noah, and it stopped during the New Testament time, early New Testament, and then started again. <laughs> I digress. Don't be drunk with wine, but this is a command, by the way. This is not a suggestion. At this, What he says next is not a suggestion. Can you say that? Not a suggestion. It's a command. It's a command. Can you say it? This is a command. What's the command? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I love it when Ed was teaching. He said, there's a couple must in the scripture. You must be born again. And you must be filled with the Spirit. Those are not optional. They're not options. Now, you know, some people teach differently. But the scripture is very clear right here. It's very clear. You must be filled with it. It's not just some nice thing. That's an add-on. It's not something that, you know, some people get and some don't. It's not something like, it's okay if you don't have it. It's not okay. It's something you get. When you're born again, it opens the door for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, wait in Jerusalem until the Spirit comes before you do ministry. And that's where the power comes. The Holy Spirit is the source of leading us, guiding us, counseling us, reminding us of Christ's words, bringing Christ's words alive to us. So you need, we need the Holy Spirit. He checks us, keeps us from doing things we shouldn't do, or he guides us into things that we should do. That's, he moves both ways. If you lack peace about something, it's a check from the Holy Spirit. Do not do it. 
That's one of the ways the Holy Spirit talks to you. So he said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to say how that's going to express itself. Speaking to one another, obviously we're getting together. Obviously this isn't just being alone with you and the Lord, but he says speak to who? One another. So there's a corporate dynamic here that we're being instructed to be involved in. A scripture in another place in Hebrews says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. I know you're busy on, on Sunday mornings with other things. But it says, assemble yourself together. And what do you do? When you assemble together, you speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. So what are we doing? When we get together and we worship the Lord, we're not just singing songs. Because when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, our worship moves forward into a place where we're spending time in the presence of the Lord. Our worship here on Sunday morning, the Tabernacle of David that's coming up at the end of November, the Resound Conference is coming up this week. It's not just a bunch of people getting together singing songs that we like the songs, you know. We like the melody, we like the tune, so, you know, that's nice. It's not just because, well, you know, worship is, some people like worship, and some people, you know, they think it's not quite so important, you know, I, something else is more meaningful to me. Well, it, it seems pretty clear to me, this is what happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're, gonna, you're going to worship the Lord this way. This is how it's going to happen. It's, it doesn't seem like there's options here. I've, I've said this the way to other people. Some people are going to be really disappointed when they get to heaven and find out it's filled with worship. Singing, making melody in your heart. What is this doing? What is this doing? Being filled with the Holy Spirit is redeeming the time. Because you step into a different time when you're in the presence of the Lord. You step into eternity. And eternity will overwhelm the present time. So the time you've lost that's been stolen from you in the overwhelmed place in the, in the, where the enemy has, you know, over enticed you into places that has stolen time, wherever that is, eternity will overcome that loss. And the way you step into eternity is by being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what this is telling us. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then what? Some things will be added to you. Are you sure? All things will be added unto you. What is is the kingdom of God and his righteousness? That is, in Romans, it tells us that is all held within the Holy Spirit himself. 
the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of God, it says it says like this. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Right here from this passage, too. Same thing. They line up. It's not eating and drinking, but the kingdom of God is what? Right relationship with God and each other. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have the kingdom. And when you have the, when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the kingdom, you have eternity here. You have eternity. You're living, you can live from eternity. You can live from another perspective. You live from another place, which puts you in an overcoming place rather than an overwhelmed place. That's what Sarah was telling us. What happened to her? That is redeeming the time that you, that's been taken from you. Restoring the years, the locus of Eden. Whatever, whatever, you know, has been taken from you, as you step into this place in the Spirit. Sarah's testimony just told us how it worked. She was changed inside first, and then her external circumstances changed. Did you see the way that worked? We are often waiting for the externals to change so we can be happy inside. But the truth is, you get the Holy Spirit first who makes you happy inside, and then it changes everything on the outside. That's how it works. It works inside out. That's how it works. So anytime you're overwhelmed, what does that mean? What does that mean you need to do when you're overwhelmed? What do you need to do? Well, I think I'll feel sorry for myself. I think I'm going to tell people how tough life is for me right now. So they'll feel, have empathy for me. I, I, I would like you to, to have some empathy for me. Do you know how hard it is for me? <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying there are not times of, I mean, we have we need each other and we need to be honest with each other about where we really are i'm just kind of playing around here but it it needs to go somewhere is what i'm saying is it's not it's not you just dump this your troubles and the difficulties on somebody and walk away but what it, it needs to take you someplace where does it need to lead you i mean i'm not saying you know it's bad to say look i need prayer i'm overwhelmed I mean, that's what Sarah told us. She did. She told someone she needed prayer and she needed help. So that's, I'm not saying that's not what we do. But it needs to lead us someplace. Where does it lead us to? It leads us into being filled again with the Holy Spirit. Being filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when we worship the Lord here, when we worship the Lord and we get in His presence, we are releasing eternity into our life, into our circumstances that will overcome the time that has been taken from us. And the light of Christ will overcome, make us overcomers, rather than living in an overwhelmed place. Worship team, would you come? As I prayed about this, I felt the Lord... Wanted me to give a new invitation. It had been some time since I've 
we've had an invitation to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. By the way, this is something that happens over and over and over. It's not a one-time issue or one-time experience. You must be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I just felt like the Lord said, this, where we're going as a church and what the Lord is doing and what's coming here this week is just a time for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. And, and that it, it's an invitation to you. Now, I don't expect everyone to come. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and ask you to slip out and come down here at the steps for those of you who want to do that, that you feel like you're, you're ready for that. Again, I don't expect everybody to do this. It's, you're in different places. But for those of you who say, this is where I am right now, and this is what I need right now, then you would be the ones who are invited to come as we worship to receive a fresh baptism infilling of the Holy Spirit, redeeming the time that you're in, and moving from this place of living life from being overwhelmed to being an overcomer by the Spirit of God. So would you bow your heads as the worship team begins to play? One of the things that the enemy always wants to steal in time is our time with the Lord. He always wants to steal our time with the Lord. Interruptions, too much to do, too many demands, uh, uh, too much work, somebody calls with an emergency, whatever it is. He loves to find a way to, that, that the sun, it's so hard to find time to be alone with the Lord. So, so let's redeem that time. Time with Him. Let's redeem that time with Him. Let's move into this place where the Spirit of the Lord is controlling our time. As we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else is added unto us. So as they begin to play while your heads are bowed, Father, thank you that there are those this morning, you're going to bring this download that was prayed into us earlier. And this church is going to continue to move in the power of the spirit. And we're going to continue to move into this place of victory in Christ Jesus in the strength of the Lord, by the power of the Lord, being strengthened by the Lord, and the Spirit of the Lord guiding us, leading us, giving us downloads of your words, of what you said to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you that even today there's going to be a redemption of time that's been taken uh, from us, that eternity itself will overcome that which has overwhelmed us stolen from us. Thank you, Jesus. So now as they play, as, as Jason leads in worship, if you would, if, you, if this is for you today, just slip out and just gather around the steps here, and we're going to worship, and then I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Ed to come and pray an infilling of the Spirit over us.
I thank you, Jesus, that you walk through the walls where we're waiting. I thank you that you just come through the walls where we're waiting. I thank you, Lord, that you come through the walls, Lord God, in our inner man, in our being, Lord. I thank you for your coming through the walls and you breathe on us. I thank you for your breath. I thank you for your breath. I thank you for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for life. 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 I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for your life. I thank you, Lord, as you fill us up fresh and new. I thank you, Lord, that it's you we eat of. I thank you, Lord, that it's you we drink of. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that it's you who just fill us with life. Thank you as you reveal the kingdom. Thank you as you unveil the kingdom within us. We thank you for peace where there's been no peace. We thank you for righteousness where there's been no right standing. We thank you for joy where there's been no joy. We thank you for your kingdom, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Would you right now put yourself in a position to receive as you lift your hands? Thank you for your outpouring. Telling the Lord you want to receive fresh baptism of the Outpouring. An outpouring of his presence. Thank you, Lord. As you position your heart and yourself, Lord, right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the outpouring. You're pouring out your spirit afresh and anew on each one. Thank you, Lord. Release your spirit. Thank you, Lord. A fresh infilling of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're touching them. More, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fill them up. More, Lord. Fill us up, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Overflowing, Lord. Overflowing, Lord.